David Watts on Mix 93.8. Mix 93.8, some legendary radio for you on a Monday night. And it is proudly brought to you by the Cradle Boutique Hotel. My special guest in studio, and I wanted to have a chat to you. Uh, it's Amanda Rogaley. Uh, did I get right that well time? Well done. Good well, practicing. Lots of practice <laughs> went in there. Uh, Amanda is from Baby Yum Yum. Now, you've no doubt heard the advertising on Mix about Baby Yum Yum. Uh, you've been in. They've chatted to you. And uh, in a nutshell, Baby Yum Yum has, is now the, the biggest... Uh, the t- fastest growing parenting platform. Is it a parent? Platform. It's a parenting platform, yes, yeah. in and South Africa. Yeah, and it's kind of when I, when I heard this, I was like, "All right, seriously, what did we used to do?" You know about this parenting thing. I think my when I was when I was a toddler, which was a long time ago, they just finished carving books in stone <laughs> tablets. Um, Doctor Spock was the one. Ah, okay. He was the one. So I was brought up in the Doctor Spock with a with a whole bunch of sort of. You know, the plotter lunch uh, said discipline in there. You know, spare the rod, spoil the child. Children should be seen and not, not heard. heard. Those kind mm-hmm. of things. Yeah, I misunderstood. I thought it should be obscene and not heard. So well, some people have that view. You can't imagine how much trouble <laughs> I got into. <laughs> anyway, Amanda, let's, let's, the reason I was fascinated, because this seemed to be one of those overnight success stories, came from nowhere, bang, largest parenting pa- portal in the country, fastest growing, yada, yada, yada. Everybody's lovely, but it hasn't. It's not always that, you know, people often see the result and they go, oh, look at her. She fell with her bum in the butter. It's just luck. It's just luck. It's just luck. It's not luck. It is very, very hard work. Okay. Blood, sweat and tears. And it's been many years of doing something. And, and you know, just, just for me, something's always going to be a success if you have passion. Mm. Most important thing, if you don't have passion, get out. If you're sitting in a job and you're not happy and there's no passion, get out. Go and do your own thing. Mm. And I think entrepreneurs are terrified. Uh, people who are not entrepreneurs are terrified to make that move. I think even entrepreneurs are terrified oh, when absolutely. they make the move. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you know, when you have to pay those salaries at the end of the month, mm, have <laughs> I done the right thing? <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about you. I mean, give us a bit of your of your background. Where were you born? What was life like? And, and, and how did you, you know, get into the, the sort of market as it were? I am a Josie girl, born and bred. I'm a real city girl, although I do love the bush. Um, And I come from a family that both of my parents worked. um, And they really were the ones, I think, that motivated me and inspired me to go out and be my best. And I went to hotel school, actually, believe it or not. And as part of my third year on my internship, I had to do something that was hospitality related. And I started working for an event company. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal, phenomenal. I was there for a while. And I then left and I started my own event company, which grew to be one of Johannesburg's biggest event companies. What was it called? It was, called, it was called Cadoro Events. And it was based in uh, Rosebank. Very exciting. Oh, very we nice. did great stuff. We, and, did, um, we did a lot of work with a company called Imagineers. Mm, yes, I do know Imagineers. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, and I think eventing's changed since then. Then it used to be big budget, big lights, big, you know, Mm. big everything. And now it's kind of like, can you make a Miss World on a Miss Bononi budget? So things have really (laughs) changed. So I'm quite happy that I've moved on from that game. And why did I move on from that game? I moved on from that game purely because I fell pregnant. Mm-hmm. Oh, and you know, I was always going to be one of those women that gave birth at my desk and back at work the next day. Yeah. And when I fell pregnant with my first baby, things started changing inside of me. And I know it sounds like a cliche, like your life is going to change when you fall pregnant, but it really did. 
and I started writing about my experiences. I had a blog. I started writing about my okay. experiences so, so of being pregnant. Say, when you say blog, good old-fashioned... Proper good old-fashioned blog where I would write my own stories. But the catch here and where I was so different was that every single article and experience that I wrote about was actually backed and checked by experts who would give me information and make sure that everything was true um, and that the facts were correct. And it gave my, my site, my blog, a lot of um, credibility because I had all these facts behind me. And why did I actually start my blog? I actually started it because I just found there was so much information out there on the internet as a new mother. How did I know what I could trust, what I couldn't trust, what was credible? It was just overloaded mm -hmm. so i went away and i started writing all of these articles to help mothers with factual and credible information okay so but you, you've glossed over the bit about i mean you were in events i you was had in events. your own event company i did and was very successful i had fantastic accounts and then you got pregnant and then what did you go did you go yeah okay no more i mean literally it was, yeah. it was an overnight thing we had just bought new offices i moved into my new offices all ready to do everything and I just walked in one day and I was like, I don't want this anymore. I don't want to have to deal with suppliers and clients. It's just too much for me at this point in my life right now. So literally overnight, sold off what I could, did what I could, closed the doors. Mm -hmm. And you, you mentioned earlier on, before we were sort of on air, we were, we were chatting, you said you've worked in corporate South Africa as I well. I have, absolutely. I worked for a, a, a car manufacturer company okay. and I worked in the marketing division there and um can I'm allowed to say this? I wonder. <laughs> it, well, was, it, was, it, was, it was not the most enjoyable experience of my life, but mm -hmm. it was a stepping stone to actually pushing me out and going on my own. Had I not have ex had that experience in a corporate, I wouldn't have made up my mind that I didn't want to be in a corporate. So I don't regret my decision and I had to do it and I learned from it, but it was. It was the stepping stone to actually getting me out there and taking the jump and opening up my own company. Were you always of an entrepreneurial bent? I mean, you know, you, you, you generally, I found that us strange entrepreneurial type people leave clues. I mean, I think from the age of 13 or 14, I was running my own little businesses and doing whatever <laughs> I could to make extra money and Absolutely. negotiating with this and that and the next one. Absolutely. I think my very first business I had with my sister, and I think I must have been eight or nine at the time. And what we did was we actually started packaging and seller, selling fl uh, flower crystals. I don't know if you've seen some of the florists use them. It's almost like jelly crystals that expand when you put water on them and they grow and then you can put your flowers in them and the flowers last longer. But I didn't oh. sell it as that. I sold it as almost like the first type of slime back yeah. in those days. But that, isn't that what people, we went through another revival of that a little while ago. Correct. called squishies or whatever. Similar, similar, similar. concept, similar contactile thing, but different. Yeah. But yes, always looking for something different. Um, yeah. yeah, and I think that that's really where it started. And I think also watching my parents as well, being business people as well, I think it excited me. And I've always wanted to get into the world of business. But for me, the most exciting thing about being an entrepreneur is how much you push yourself and how much you challenge yourself and how much you grow as an entrepreneur. So your business may succeed, it may not succeed, but you are succeeding because you've grown from that. Whether it's a good or bad experience, you're still growing from it. Fantastic stuff. We are chatting to, uh, what do we call you, the owner, the CEO? Well, my official title. The main mom. My official title is Chief Mom and Founder. Oh, okay. There you go. That was close, eh? <laughs> Chief Mom and Founder. Amanda Rogaley, and uh, she is the Chief Mom and Founder of Baby Yum Yum. Chatting to her, and you are listening to What's Involved that is proudly brought to you by the Cradle Boutique Hotel. Check them out there.
great bunch of guys and love their values. I mentioned this before. David Watts on Mix 93.8. You are listening to What's Involved, proudly brought to you by the Cradle Boutique Hotel. My special guest in studio, uh, the chief mom at Baby Yum Yum, Amanda Rogalia. Amanda, so we were talking about businesses and, and you kind of... So, so I, did you know from a very early age that, that working for a boss and getting a traditional nine-to-five job was not for you? Absolutely. I always knew that I wanted to come and go as I wanted to and I wanted to uh, work late or start early and not have to answer to anyone. I've never been the kind of person that takes instruction from other people well. I think that was the deciding factor for me. <laughs> I was told I don't play well in the sandpit with other children. There you go. That's me too. <laughs> I'm not a friend person and I'm not a boss person. Yeah. No, I want my own sandpit. You lot can hang out over there. It's cool. We can talk, but I want my own sandpit where I know exactly where my toys are. And don't mess with my toys. Um, so, so events, marketing, even though you studied hospitality, I can see there's mm. a link, okay? Um, to this day, there is still that link in, in terms of hospitality and eventing. Um, eventing has gone down. I actually used to own an event business uh, in the Lowfelt. Oh, okay. Um, and we also, we used to do a lot of big, well, for the Lowfelt, big events. Um, and a lot of corporates came down there. We did events. And it was wonderful. But the bottom quite literally fell out of that it market. did and lucky i got out of that just before it did i think it was yeah. my um intuition yeah intuition saying get out while the going's good get but out. then you went from that into another you had another business going as well i did so um while i started after i had closed down my event company and i took a i was supposed to be taking a bit of a sabbatical i didn't really take it because i'm too entrepreneurial it was meant to be a maternity leave sabbatical didn't really happen um one of my past clients actually came to me and said i've got this amazing idea let's start a food verification business where we would verify that what is on the label of a product is actually inside of it and then go to the consumer and say mr consumer this product is exactly what it says it is go and buy this product and give products a competitive edge but unfortunately <laughs> in this country it was a little bit too too forward thinking for this country this um we have a very much an old boys club who's involved with the food industry and they did not like this young female coming into their industry and wrapping them over the knuckles and saying if you're saying this is in your product is it really correct correct and you know it's something that really opened my eyes we took um five retailers of the top retailers, we took what they claimed to be 100% beef borivores and we sent it off to our labs to run the tests. Not one of them came back as 100% beef borivores. Even the one that had the no pork sticker on it came yeah. back and it was mm. full of pork. Yeah. And you know, when you bring that to um, these retailers' attention, they kind of just turn a blind eye. They they not really interested. They think yeah. that they the big boys, they'll make, they'll, they'll, it's not a problem. They'll I think, sort it out. I think things are changing now, but when you were doing this, you very were, much. I you mean, were this very was, disruptive. This was, this was about four years ago, and it was. It was very disruptive for the industry. They did not like me at all. And everywhere I went, I just kept on being hit. I just hit a brick wall, a brick wall, a brick wall. And it's one thing to have tenacity and to carry on, but when you see something's not working, you need to be flexible and you need to change. And I think that that's the biggest thing that entrepreneurial that entrepreneurs fail with is the fact that they are not flexible and mm. they don't allow for change when they see it. So 
the food verification, I could see it wasn't working. So I twisted it around and I went back to my love of marketing and I used that brand called Foodsure to start marketing food products. I had amazing food brands where we actually went and we did everything from social media to PR to the advertising campaigns and we marketed those products. And um, as I said, at the same time, Baby Yum Yum was running all the time and it was very small and it had started to generate a little bit of income. And then at the end of 2017, there was such demand for baby yum yum. I actually couldn't keep up with it. And I decided that's where my focus was. That's where my love was. That's where my passion was. And big move to make, shut down my other business. And I purely focused on baby yum yum. I upskilled. I brought in the best staff from, you know, competing uh, publications, print publications. And we just grew and grew. And last year was really our first commercial year fantastic year been a phenomenal year and yeah we we live to tell the tale now in 2018 and it's just i think it's that perseverance that one has mm -hmm. um where you have an idea and i think you just need to believe in your idea and yes we mentioned just now some people say it's all about timing and all about luck and yes there is a little bit of magic that needs to happen in your business idea but at the end of the day it's you you're the one running it you're the one that's making it happen but i mean this is you talk about this this passion and, and everything and i agree with you i mean when I've heard you on the radio, I've heard the ads, et cetera, et cetera, before, you can hear it. I mean, I met you today for the first time, and you are literally a, a dynamo, a powerhouse. You come in, you're excited, you're happy, and it's like, yes. And, you know, I've had a lot of different guests over the years on the show, and a lot of them at the top of their fields. But coming to talk on a radio show intimidated the life out of them. You just sat down here like you were born behind a microphone. And I love it. <laughs> you, you know, um, I, I, if, 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 you. if there's one word that describes me, I would have to say that the word that describes me is an inspiration. I like mm. to inspire people. And for me, it's very important to get up every day and find something that I can inspire myself with. Whether it's looking at my children, whether it's looking at my garden, whether it's thinking about the exciting things that are going to happen during the day I need to inspire myself and then I like to obviously project that type of energy to people and inspire them and in so many ways I mean you can inspire people by telling them that they look awesome or you know um, reading amazing articles and sending it to other people and saying wow this is great I really think you'd enjoy this mm -hmm. small things small things that make a difference in people's lives now talk to me about this let's go back to baby yum yum um you said you started it, you discovered you were pregnant and there was a lot of information you wanted to know more. So, I mean, you didn't just sit down at your desk and write, which is what I suppose a lot of people would have done, but you went to experts in the various fields and you said, listen, I want to know. Correct. And, and to me, in, in a sense, I'm like... Jeez, okay, that takes some guts to do that. I did, I was fearless. I went door to door. I went to the top uh, pediatric and the top childhood and pregnancy professionals i went i knocked on their door i said hi i'm amanda this is what i'm starting i'd love you to contribute um, and help me get everything up and running and in return i'll give you exposure and i did and people came on board because they felt that there was a need for what i was doing in terms of providing correct and factual information to parents out there but i mean at that time you had nothing but an idea to offer these people at exposure they were going to go okay well who are you and you know i mean okay and the big one when that when they talk about anything online um and it's gotten worse these days but i mean there you were starting a blog so did you i mean was it something that you did you do it through wordpress by yourself or did you actually get somebody to set it up for you i started it myself on wordpress 
Wow, <laughs> self-taught. Oh. Yeah, absolutely. And then obviously, as as I as I um, needed more functionality, obviously I brought in mm-hmm. people who could assist me with the, with the necessary. I have a things. love-hate relationship with WordPress. Gosh, because a lot of my digital stuff I do in is is sort of based around WordPress. And even if you do not work yourself in WordPress, if you're not a developer, I think you've got to need to know what you're doing and you've got to need to know how it works because there's a lot of people where bull baffles brains there and they will give you big, long stories. So you walk that route. You I did walk that route, absolutely. And, and, you know, also I, 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 a lot of people actually wanted to help me and give me input. I think that because, you know, they believed in me as a person and often people would be, uh, like people I didn't even know, people would send me a mail saying, hi, we've been on your site, we love this, why don't you do this, why don't you do this? This is a little bit of coding to add in here, a little bit of something to change over there. So people were really into it. And that gave me a good feeling knowing that people, as opposed to the company that I had before with the food verification, mm-hmm. people wanted this product. And for me, as I said, I'm an inspiration. I want to give people, I want to give back the joy of parenting. And you know, you said, what did we do before in the olden days when there weren't such things as mm. baby yum yum? Parents made mistakes and it was the hard way. But I think life's pressures have changed so much and life has changed so much where Absolutely. there's so many more options out there and we're so time driven and we're so money driven as well that we lose sight of the basic things of parenting. And particularly when I speak to a lot of our mothers on our community platform, um, I feel that they've lost a sense of like their intuition and they mm. don't trust themselves anymore because they are so concerned about what social media says and what the internet says and what their granny says and their friends say and that they've lost their intuition to make the right fe- to make the right decision. If your child's sick, you know that your child's sick. You don't have to look it up on the internet or yeah. phone your granny. You know, and I think it's very sad that women have lost touch with that gut feel. But I think there's, yeah, I mean, and that definitely is a is a social sort of thing. So your your sort of website statistics, did yes. you used to sort of obsessively no. look every day and go, how many visitors did I have yesterday no. as opposed to the today? The only way I knew how I was growing was mm. I used to have I, my Facebook site started and for me it used to all be about how many people like my Facebook page. <laughs> and, you know, I think that's how Facebook was done in the olden days, so to speak, and I mean five years ago, but that is the olden days for Facebook it where you used to is. track it on how many people liked your page. And today, when I, I try and explain to clients that how many people like your campaign or like your page means nothing. It's all about the engagements and about the reach that you're having on your page. The amount of likes that you get, that really... And engagement and reach is a is a big thing. It's a very, very big it's thing. It's huge and it's very complicated. And a lot, unfortunately, a lot of people don't understand it. And I think it's something that should be taught at school. Listen, with, with, with where social media is going, I mean, I was, I work in it now, but I mean, when it all started, I was one of those like very late adopters of Facebook. And when it was like, okay, fine, whatever. I'll just put something up there. You know, just got to do just it. Hope, you know, whatever. You know, here's a picture of me eating a pizza. Yay, <laughs> kind of thing. Um, and then, you know, then we got Twitter. <gasps> and I'm like... What do you do with this? It's, it's like it's like Twitter. It's like SMS, but for... No, I don't... No, it's never going to take off. Well, yeah, that and Instagram. Look at me well, now. Well, now Instagram... And I must tell you, I, I really do believe that it is a... I think it's important to stay abreast of current trends, but I do believe that it is a um, an age thing as well. You know, I come from the Facebook era and Twitter era, yeah. and now Instagram's out 
So I'm on Instagram because my staff tell me I have to have an Instagram page and because we have to be on Instagram, I really don't know much about Instagram, but everyone tells me that's where we've got to be and that's where we are and that's where we're growing ourselves as well. Mm. But I mean, I, I, I imagine, yeah, that and, and things change, but this is part of this entrepreneurial journey because Correct. you did this. You measured the, the sort of likes you had on, on Facebook, et cetera, et cetera. When did it suddenly strike you? Was it Did people come to you and go, listen, your site's doing quite well. Could you? Could I please pay you to have a banner on the site? Is, is that how it happened? That's exactly how it happened. My first brand was actually one of, um, it was actually a, a dummy and bottle brand in South Africa yeah. um, who makes other things as well. And they came to me and they said, we love your following. We love what you're doing. Please, can you review our product for us? And that's actually how it started out. I reviewed their product for them and they paid me to review it. And I was very honest. I said what I liked and what I didn't like. Um, and after that, the rest of their brands under their umbrella started taking a little bit of an advert here or a little advertorial there and it literally grew from there and it's it's fantastic to see another way that I measure my success now is to see how the tables have turned and how the power has turned so yes there have been stages where I've gone and I've knocked on people's doors and I've said please will you advertise with us and we're now at a stage where the table has turned and people are coming to us to say we want to advertise with you because there's value they because see value there's in value, the brand they do and you know they see they see that um they're getting the best exposure and i think what people tend to forget as well is that with digital and online stuff it's great you can change campaigns from day to day something's not working change it fix mm. it for tomorrow as opposed to print media where it's set in stone you can't change it that's the way it is yeah. whether people like it or they don't and for me digital is the most exciting space to be in but but having said that, the most important thing behind any business, digital or not, is interpersonal relationships. But this is the big thing. This is the thing where, and I, I spend a lot of time in this digital space that people are now talking about a lot. It's, it's not about just smashing information at people. It's about engagement. It's about talking and building trust. And in today's the times, it's become even harder to build trust. It is, and there's so much brand clutter out there. Everyone wants you to try and buy their things. Mm. And again, it's actually tapping into your followers, into that market, and communicating very specific messages for them. And when advertisers come to us and say, we want to do it this, this, and this way, we always push back and say, that's not going to work for our community. It's not going to work for our market. We need to take the information that you are giving us and almost translate it into mm. what our community is expecting. Wonderful stuff. We are chatting to the chief mom at Baby Yum Yum, uh, Amanda Rogaili, and uh, it's fascinating. Love chatting to you. David Watts on Mix 93.8. This uh, What's Involved proudly brought to you by the Cradle Boutique Hotel. So, uh, chatting back with the chief mom from Baby Yum Yum, we got uh, Amanda in studio with us. So, you started this off, you went, you knocked on doors and you said, okay, you did your own website, you did the whole lot. When did you suddenly go, okay, hang on now, because people were coming to you and saying, will you review my product? Mm-hmm. And when I, when I first sort of was listening to a couple of things you're saying in your advertising, I thought, okay. Not really that much. I mean, you know, what do you need? Bottles, dummies, you know, <laughs> can't be that much. I'm not a, a biological dad, so I haven't been through the biological dad. Oh, and, and, and disposable nappies. Oh, yes. That I know a lot about. Could <laughs> Gravy, but that costs a lot of money. Gravy. 
<laughs> well, it is. And I mean, even formula, it's one of the most uh, stolen items from stores. I mean, they put them behind the shelves. They put security tags around mm. them. It's one of mm. the most popular items to steal. Well, you can you can imagine. I mean, if, you, if you've if you got a baby that you've got in this world and you're not working or whatever, formula is going to be right up there if you need it. So there, there was... There were people that came to you, they asked you to review products, et cetera, et cetera. When did it sort of strike you that, hang on now, maybe there is something here? I think it was when one of the big nappy brands actually came mm-hmm. to me. Well, there was a big nappy brand that was coming in from India. Um, and basically, they gave me their entire marketing budget. And I was like, wow, but why aren't you putting it into print? And why aren't you putting it here, there and everywhere? And they said to me, because we believe in you, unique. You have a, a, a very credible following. We can actually see who your, who your followers and who your community are. And we believe that you can help us launch this product. And I think that that was really a turning point for me. And, and also... As I said before, you kind of have to, you, you kind of, I think as an entrepreneur, you have that sixth sense about when to get out of other things and when to launch into mm-hmm. into other other entrepreneurial successes. And um, I really, I just felt, I think it was someone, someone actually had SMSed me a question as well, and it was a ridiculous question. And I just felt, wow, if this is what the majority of South African women are learning about pregnancy and childcare, then we're in serious trouble. Mm-hmm. And that's when I suppose my mission of, yes, I love making money. I'm a Scorpio. I'm an entrepreneur. You're also a Scorpio. Hmm. <laughs> and I think it's very much education driven for me as well. So every single thing, whether it's a product review, whether it's an advert, whether it's a campaign, all the information that I put out there is 100% neutral. So people have the facts and they can make their own choices. Mm-hmm. One of the other big things that we very, very big on as well is I very much believe in that it's your right as a mother and as a woman to choose how you want to feed your baby, whether you want to breastfeed or bottle feed, formula feed, whatever you want to do. And there are certain um, guidelines and legal guidelines in this country where you cannot be, um, the infant formula companies cannot promote themselves to the public because breast is best. And yes, we know that breast is best, but there are many situations where Mm. women have not been given information on formula feeding. And I've seen it with my own eyes where I've been into rural communities and there's three-day-old babies sitting and eating pup because their mother hasn't got enough milk to feed them and the mother has no access or information to infant formula. And... um, Yes, we all like to tie in with the World Health Organization, but in South Africa, we have our own set of challenges. Mm. And I believe that women should be able to make up their own minds in a non-judgmental environment about how they choose to feed their children. So that's another big thing that I started was actually putting out education and information on formula feeding. And um, people always laugh, you know, I have my my bread and my bag of oranges ready for when I get thrown off to jail. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm there and I'm, I'm serving a purpose by letting people take responsibility for their own rights no, that they, and they, educating they are, people. There are sort of options. So how did it go? You, you sort of go, okay, this thing is bigger than I thought it was. One staff member, two staff, how did it go? Did One it, staff member you? I bought in someone to help me manage all the social media. And at the same time when she was running Baby Yum Yum, she was running um, my food marketing social media side as well. And um, 
Nicole's just amazing. She really helped give me insight into growing my business and in terms of the social media. I mean, I really didn't know anything about the different, you know, about the algorithms and all those sorts of things. And she really brought me up to speed with that. And, you know, 24 seven, 365, it's that kind of thing. When you've got a Facebook page, you need to be available and accessible at any time, night or day to answer people who are asking you for advice and opinions. And she was there and it then grew on where we needed more content. So we went to one of the print publications and took one of their editors. Um, and brought her on board to generate content and to deal with the writers and the bloggers and the influencers and then we brought on a salesperson to help manage the clients and she came from one of the other publications and it's really grown and grown and grown and you know we've we've tried different ways to do things different people to do things and we've had our successes and our failures but I definitely believe that your success is obviously complemented by the people around you very important that it's a team effort but it is I mean that's one of the things I was always taught is that you, you need to get you know, it's, if you want to be very successful, surround yourself with people that are better than you at certain Absolutely. aspects. You Absolutely. can be the visionary, but you need your troops need to be better than you. They are. And, and, and as I was saying to you, I mean, I really am a visionary. I send my staff emails in the middle of the night. And I know every time I walk in the office and I say, guys, I've got a new idea. They just roll their eyes because they know it's going to be something insane. But I always carry out my vision and they always help me and support me to carry out my vision which is amazing so i wanted a giant baby yum yum teddy bear mascot made we got it now it's all <laughs> over the place we wanted bumper stickers we got them whatever we wanted we've always um they've always supported me and backed me in terms of getting it which has been fantastic and your team really is important and you know you've grown it to to the size that it is now which is and i've got to say it's it's, it's impressive the growth is impressive um, it's been a long time coming, so you know it's not as though it was an overnight success. You didn't start blogging because I need to say this: so many people they they go out and they look on the internet and they go how to make money online, and it comes up Ooh. with start your own blog. Yeah, brilliant, <laughs> brilliant idea. Start your own blog, and and whether you're into watchmaking or building ships in bottles or whatever, but it takes work. It's long hard slog. I know for, for the blogs that I do, um, you don't just kind of go, okay, maybe I'll do one blog now and another in a month or there's got to be consistency. You've got to be out there. You've got to make sure. You've got to build credibility and uh, you've got to market it. But a lot of people are still scared. I mean, look at South Africa's economy mm -hmm. today. We, we're now on the verge of what people are calling the fourth industrial revolution. So people sort of, I would guess now in their, in their 40s and up, um, they may not have jobs in five to ten years' time because of this, this fourth industrial revolution. So now's the time to start planning on doing something else. Absolutely, whether it's for yourself or for someone else and so you can make more money essentially for yourself to take away at the end of the day to look after yourself. Mm -hmm. People definitely need to start looking at that. And I think that people need to be abreast of trends you know, you need to know what's coming in the future. I mean, you look at um, some of these amazing futurists and they speak about new technology that's happening and the new way, the things that, the way that things are going to run. And it's not just pie in the sky. It's no. actual real things. So get on that boat and be one step ahead. And you need to just surround yourself with what's happening all the time. Keep your eyes open. I think that in today's time, people are so in their little boxes that they, you know, they get in their car, they drive to work, they do their work, they mm. get in their car, they drive home. And the world is bigger than that. Open your eyes. Start looking at different things, different opportunities. See what people are doing so that you can be on that ship when it sets sail. Well, the big thing, in, in my opinion, the big thing that's coming now is the, the whole artificial intelligence um, across websites and social media chatbots. 
chatbots are going to be monster big. Um, I've I've sort of I've seen that as a trend. It's something that I'm currently doing. And I mean, as as much as I think I got into that curve fairly early, mm-hmm. already there are chatbots in the states where you cannot distinguish between whether you're talking to <laughs> a real person or not. Correct, correct. And it's not just where you see on some sites it says uh, communicate with us, and you start the chat, and then it says sorry, so and so is offline, yeah. and we'll respond to you when no, no, you get questions answered. Absolutely, it's, it's amazing that sort of technology. And, yeah, you know, absolutely. you asked me just now, like, what are my numbers? Um, yeah. Where do we go with the site? You know, it's it's that's what I have my team for, my team to manage the numbers, to see the growth. As long as I see growth from a profit perspective and also from a community perspective, mm-hmm. I'm happy. We set very strict targets. My team needs to achieve that. But one thing that I have obviously come to learn, and it's part of the sales campaign when I go and see potential clients, is that, you know, the average um, Facebook social, the Facebook interaction, the average standard, I think it's low. It's something, it could be 8 9%. And we're sitting on an 8% engagement rate on Facebook, which shows 18, didn't you say? 18%. Yes, one eight, eighteen 18%. So, you know, people are seeing that they're getting more bang for their buck in terms of, you know, coming to do stuff online with us. And that's just the, that's just the way of the world at the moment. Everything's online. Are you still involved in, in terms of the actual content? I am. So I do have an editor who puts together our features and our lists, but every now and again, I like to go in and check the articles and look at things from a different angle and suggest different things. Um, different type of topics that that people would love to read about um, coming from, you know, a mother's point of view. But I like to say I'll I'll leave it to my team in terms of most of the content. But yes, I'm still very much involved. And I think as soon as you take your finger off the pulse... Yeah, I was going to say that could, that could be a problem because it's I mean, a huge problem. The, the baby Amyom's based on Amanda. Of course I mean, it is. You know, I am and, the face of the business. And if, if I want to talk to somebody as a parent, I want to talk to Amanda. Absolutely, one hundred percent. And that's why I'm, um, you know, I'm very open. My emails are, uh, you know, I get emails from people. I happily put out my information. I also on our Facebook community, on our actual community page, I'm often putting com- comments and giving people advice. And I'm really there in the community. And I think when you step away from that, you know, it's like a good restaurant you know if you mm. if you're not there all the time that restaurant's not going to survive for very long you're either going to be robbed blind <laughs> or, or the service is just going to get so appalling and successful uh restaurants and successful businesses are owner run owner managed owners got the flavor in there and that's the same thing for digital as me it will always have my flavor in it yeah uh, quick question what have you got a next yet I've always got a next what is, entrepreneur. Are, are we allowed to know what the next is? <laughs> so I'm working on many, many things. We're working on launching a baby yum yum uh, product range of baby items, which is very exciting. And um, where are we going next? We are trying to, we, well, we are at the moment tapping it into an international market to take it through to another developing country mm-hmm. um, and where the need is great and literally it's just growing and growing and it will become an empire on its own so that in six or seven years time essentially we can move it on to something bigger and better because we'll have the more more backup behind it from all different senses and all different resources to to yeah i suppose take it to the rest of the world wonderful stuff so website to go to babyyumyum.co.za or dot com or dot com yes because you know some people have no idea whether it's co.za or dot com so we cater for both needs or onto our facebook page there's a facebook page a facebook community a facebook secondhand bargain box where you can get rid of all your baby things so we're really <laughs> catering for everyone and of course twitter and instagram for those motivational things that we need in the day um and just watch the 
space. And if people want to get hold of you? They may email me at amanda at babyyumyum.co.za. Lots of whys. Quick, easy and simple. Amanda at babyyumyum.co.za. Amanda, thanks so much for coming and having a chat to us. It's Thank nice you. to kind of get the nuts and bolts behind the of successful business. Uh, we wish you all the best. And uh, I'll be dying to hear what the next is. So when, when next Watch gets, this space. <laughs> when next gets launched, let us know. I will. There we go. <laughs> that it is. It's almost time for us to say goodbye an hour up again. Till next week, uh, I'm David Watts. Thanks for listening. And What's Involved proudly brought to you by the Cradle Boutique Hotel. David Watts on Mix 93.8.